This episode of the podcast is sponsored by Little Oven Pizza. Oh, of yeah. Merced. Back at it again. Sarah, you've eaten there before? Yes, I have. It's very good pizza, and you can get it by the slice. My dad's wave pictures are actually hanging up in the Little Oven Pizza place. Oh, oh okay. So, yeah, there and, you, you know, I always mention it on, on the show, you know, they're, they're involved in the community which I really love. Not only are they For a local sure. business, but they're taking in local ingredients local to make their ingredients, pizzas. Right. And I guess it's really on theme with today's episode as well, because we'll be talking a little about, about agriculture and, and local ingredients and stuff like that. So again, it just aligns so oh, perfectly. Yeah. Yes. Perfect. Right. So I guess with that, let's cue the music and get started with yet another episode of the David and Cal show. <laughs> Hey everyone, we're back at again with another episode are. of uh, the Dave and Cal Show. We have two beautiful guests with us today. We Hello. got we got Oscar Torres, Serendipity and Burleson. Introduce yourselves, guys. My name is Serendipity Burleson, and I am a senior at Merced High. Cool. And we got my name is Oscar Torres, and I'm also a senior at Merced High. Cool. So we got a, we got another senior table here again. We're all seniors here. Oh yeah. And we're with the president and the vice president of agriculture yes, FFA ma'am. on our campus. Yeah. Yes, sir. So, so do you guys have anything to say about um, FFA before? we get started like you know we have a big event coming up it's called our fall festival it's a family event open up to the public it is on august 23rd so we'll have august i mean october 23rd (laughs) october 23rd um so basically we just have a bunch of like booths and fun games and candy open to everybody and you mentioned anyone can come to bring your family anybody can come it's open to anyone it's a community event and the big thing about it this year is that we open it up to anybody on campus so football you know any kind of clubs so anybody can go out there and run a game with us and get to to work with other clubs and bond a little bit nice 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 um and so to any of our listeners um if you're in the merced area and where was this again sorry i didn't really catch that it's at merced high school oh so it's gonna be on campus cool and you just you just walk on in and you're you're yeah cool it'll be on the quad all kinds of games we'll have a haunted house Mm -hmm. and or an escape room so it's a lot of fun cool yeah sounds amazing and i guess speaking of ffa um i don't know if you i didn't know if you um, if you guys knew this, but um, I did an FFA podcast last, so, oh, sorry, season yes. one yes. with um, Jory <laughs> and, and uh, Phoebe. Uh, Phoebe. Phoebe, yeah. Right. So um, it's a great time to revisit the subject. Um, FFA is huge, at least in our area, Central yeah. California. Time, yeah. um, and I just wanted to, I guess, talk a little bit more. So in our first episode, we did talk about, you know, what FFA was, was like, you know, what kind of, um, we talked about like, you know, you have to get certain hours, you know, raise a certain amount of money. Mm-hmm. Um, we didn't, however, get to talk oh, more into the actual process of raising animals um, and, and stuff like that. So I guess, um, so are you guys involved in raising animals? Like which animals yes, do you? My, yeah, for sure. Yeah, my freshman year, I showed a lamb and I didn't even plan on doing it. And um, my sophomore, junior, and this year I showed dairy cattle. Dairy cattle? And yeah. what about you? See, unlike Sari, I wasn't thrown into it. So it was kind of something I was built up to do, but... I showed uh, swine, so pigs, uh-huh. you know, throughout my sophomore and junior year, and this hopefully will be my third year, my senior year. Uh-huh. It's a lot of fun, and the advisors will teach you every step yeah. of the way. I think this ties into our money-making episode, and I wish we mentioned this. Oh, right, yeah, because, yeah, you guys sell the Yeah, you, yeah. Guys, yes. you guys make money through this, yeah. right? Yeah. I have made a good amount of money, uh, mainly with dairy cattle, because when you show a smaller animal like pigs or lambs or goats or even rabbits, because we show rabbits also, um, dairy cattle is a bigger animal, so obviously It'll there's a lot more. more. Yeah, there's a lot more supporters and dairy people that are willing to buy your animal back from the dairy. So I have made last year my heifer sold for four thousand, and I bought her for 
I think 400-ish. Whoa. Yeah, so wow. I made a, a thousand, lot of profit. A thousand profit. percent profit. Yeah. yeah, but to think, like, the reason that we make so much money is that we put a lot of time and work because we true. have to it's raise. It's a job. Yeah, it's, bas- it's my job. That's uh-huh. what my parents tell me. It's my job. Because if I didn't do this, I would definitely have a job to help my savings and stuff. But it is hours and hours upon hours of work. And you guys just plan on putting this in a savings account for a college yes. or ventures yeah, exactly. when you're out of high school? Yes. Yeah, I right. got you on that. And, and of course, you know, you, you buy the uh, animal itself, but there's also a lot of other expenses oh, yeah. that go into yeah. it, right? Especially for a heifer, I'm sure. Yes. Feed, stuff like that. Feed, Feed yeah. equipment. We have show halters, which can, the show halters, like, 40 to $50, and then you have to buy your show whites, obviously, which is what we wear at fair and all of that kind of stuff. So, so there's... Yeah, yeah, something I found interesting when I would go to fair is not only are people just looking for, uh, like, a really nice animal that a lot of work was put into, but they want to see how you've bonded with the animal. Yes. And they want to see how you perform with the animal and showing. Tell me how that process goes, and, and how, how do you bond with your animal? So, personally, with cattle in general it's can be really difficult i know dairy cattle are a lot more docile and they are used to working with humans more than beef cattle so it's a little bit less of a challenge but it still can be very crazy i know i've seen people get ran over in the show ring and yeah yeah, people don't know how to control their animals but you have to put in the work yeah, to yeah. actually How you is have it to care swine? about it. It's the same exact thing. It's really? just consistent and constant work, and you have to be there morning and night, and you got to make sure that you're working with that pig. If not, there's no control. Oh, you yeah. can't hold on to it. So if you're not working with it, when you get into the show ring, it's going to run off on you, and mm-hmm. then you're done. So it's and, really and important. do buyers prize that? Like if, if you have an obedient animal? Yes. Yeah. That's something to look into? Yes. For sure. Cool. Um, so you guys mentioned, you know, the story of how you got into FFA, and it's actually very similar with, you know, Phoebe and, and, and um, Jory, right? It's, mm-hmm. you know, you just come into freshman year, and it's something that you yeah. just tried yeah. out, and it's something that you stayed in, stayed in for, you know, all four years now, right? Yeah. Um, because you loved it so much. And I guess that's something that I found really interesting about FFA. But I do know Oscar here has not oh, really yeah, the most orthodox story getting into ag. Definitely right, yeah. Not. Well, what's, what's, well what's that? the thing with me was that, the whole reason I ended up in FFA was that I was supposed to go to LCAP, and I did a last-minute transfer, so they threw me into a shop class, oh. and I never was able to switch out of it, and I got stuck there, which sounds bad, but then when I kind of started to, you know, take my time to look around, I found that FFA was actually a lot of fun, and I met a lot of people, and it became almost a family, right. and it becomes that for a lot of students. And yeah. Yeah, I remember me and Oscar had PE together. And also started the year, and I can tell that he didn't really have like a lot going on high school wise. And as time went on, he would just see more and more and more involved in ag. And they really just like they hook you in, they reel you in, and then they just keep throwing stuff at you to keep you involved and keep mm-hmm. you with things to do. So I found it really interesting how they just pulled you in, and now you're just moving to higher levels. Yeah, I mean, there's for not sure. there's not a lot of organizations in school where they allow you to do that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, uh, were you going to say something? Yeah, and that's the biggest thing about FFA is that we are the largest youth organization in the world, so there's always going to be something there. There's always going to be an activity. We keep you, the students busy mm-hmm. with anything and everything to build themselves up. Yeah, so back to animals. Um, how, do you, how do you get set up with, with getting an animal? Do you have to know somebody? Does the school help you set you up with that? Like, if I wanted to, if I was an ag, uh-huh. and don't know anybody, could I just walk up to someone and say, hey, I want to show I an animal? I want a yeah. cow. Exactly. <laughs> That's literally all you have to say. And depending on what you want to show, that advisor, that teacher is going to guide you and tell you exactly what you have to do and where to go and how much it's going to cost you and the amount of work you need to put in. 
I know for me, it was really scary because I'm one of the first people in my family that has been involved in agriculture. I don't know farmers or dairy people. So I had to go. My advisor gave me dairies to call and stuff. I had to call or go to the dairy and ask and talk to them and tell them what I wanted to do and how the people, like the things that I wanted to do. So I just call them up and I ask, hey, are you able to sell any dairy heifers? So it, it depends. Like, I know that the teachers are able to hook you up with pigs and lambs and goats and yeah, stuff. I think FFA, doing raising an animal, is one of the most unique ways you can make money in high school. Yeah. And I like how it's so integrated. But it's because, in a way, you're investing into an animal. And then afterwards, you, you have an emotional connection with mm-hmm. this animal. And I know that can be rough for some. Like, I know, Sarah, you had yes. a heifer, what was it, two years ago? Yeah. And I know that you were really connected to that, oh, yeah. to that animal. Yeah. So how, how is that? I mean, getting connected to an animal emotionally. And then having to like sell, sell it. it. Part, yeah. part of it. Well, for dairy, they don't die. You sell them and they are used for milk products. But um, when I had a lamb my freshman year, I was very sad. But I mean, the thing that you have to think about, they're living a really good life with you at, on campus or at your place that you keep them mm-hmm. um you get to bond and have them a good life so yeah. that's the, the way thing that with I... me is that both years i've shown yeah. both my animals have gone straight into process mm-hmm. which means they're going straight into the trailer and they're they're done, they're done. Yeah. yeah so that must be tough on oh, I mean, if oh, you develop sure. a connection. It, yeah it depends on the person but yeah. for me really it's all about the experience so you know it's not so hard but there are those students that are going to yeah. struggle. So does the meat I buy from the grocery store, and is that what some of the animals that you guys raised? Or yeah. is there a difference yeah. with that? For Depending sure. on where it comes from, because a lot of our meat and all of that kind of stuff is shipped from different places. So unless it says, like, local or anything like that, it usually could be from the fair. Mm-hmm. And I guess I kind of wanted to branch this out and talk a little bit more of a worldview, because obviously you guys take wonderful care of your animals, and it's really a humane process. Um, how much do you guys emphasize, like, you know, the humane treatment of, of, you know, livestock? Because, you know, we all, we've all seen, you know, those controversial videos of, you know, huge cow mm-hmm. factories and, yeah. and, and stuff like that was really just horrible conditions. So, you know, what, what is like the message like for FFA to, to continue humane, um, treatment of livestock? It's just absolutely necessary for us to get that image that we're not here to abuse or neglect any sort of animals. We're here to help raise them and build them up to be the best that they can be. And yeah, sell them so that we can support the community, so that people can eat, so that people can be clothed. Yes. Yeah, and it's just, unfortunately, there are always going to be those people that are going to abuse, take advantage, but that's not who FFA is, and that's Mm -hmm. not what we're about, and we try and preach that to our students. It's big. Yeah. Personally, I know a lot of people have asked me, like, what do you, what is your take on this and my thing is i love animals that's the reason i joined ffa because yeah. animals are involved yeah, they're your life <laughs> yeah so um the thing is that is like oscar said our our goal is to make sure that people know that we treat our animals well and the reason that we're doing this is so people can eat like yeah. agriculture is like a huge part of the world like that's how we survive so um it can be hard at times because I know those per- those um, videos come out and et cetera, but you just have to remember that we're students and we obviously care enough about these animals to treat them with love and care. So mm-hmm. obviously. Yeah, and uh, and you know that that's kind of the, like the argument, you know, oh, you're just raising this 
you know animal to to be slaughtered but mm-hmm. at the same time you know it's a way better alternative than to have them be born into yes know, exactly horrible conditions so exactly. instead you're giving yeah. them a decent upbringing Life. you know because you know truth is they, they are born and bred for the purpose of food so mm-hmm. you know there's there's no reason to at least give them a decent you know upbringing so that's really cool how um how that's brought up i really like that um you know it's much more noble than how a lot of uh, agricultural stigma is like mm-hmm. um and ha- so I, I also pulled up a list of like common agricultural myths. I was hoping if you guys can like maybe debunk these. Uh, address yes. them. And so you raised lamb, right? I did one lamb, but I raised dairy cattle. Dairy cattle as well. But I mean, I know for lamb, or at least for sheep, I've heard they had to cut the sheep's tail off. Yes. Right? And so some people are like, oh God, no, that's horrible. It's a pain and everything. But there's a purpose why though. Right? Yes. So they don't actually, I know for us, we don't cut them off. We use a rubber band and they fall off. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, so what? it's not very painful that I know it do, it's not painful at all not and at all. Um, the reason that we do that is to um, risk any infections of the lamb because it can it can cause infections if you leave it because the tail grows and it's long and it's just um, for their safety exactly it's just strictly to prevent bacteria disease anything mm-hmm. like that and then it's important not only for the lamb but for that student who's putting all that money into that project and say you don't do that yeah, and then you get sick, and then die, you're yeah. done, mm-hmm. and there's, there's your investment gone. Right. Exactly. Yeah, and I and that's like the kind of the forefront of misinformation, I think, with agriculture. Um, I'm sure you guys know what PETA is, yes. right? Yeah. And it's like, oh my God, it's so inhumane. But a lot of times, it's, it's for their for, benefit. For their benefit, which yeah. is I mean, you know, yeah, some of the animals you guys are raising, like I would like to switch lives with that right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <For sure. laughs> well, at least for a certain amount of time, right? Yeah. 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 But yeah, you guys, you guys really do show a lot of care mm-hmm. into those animals, and I'm like, wow. I mean, yeah. now, like, what? How do you consider like raising your animal is? Is it organic? Like, I don't, I don't understand the process behind that. Yeah, would one. that be? Would, would your livestock be considered yeah. organic? Is it, is it? Is it like the same? Uh, does it follow the same as just a cow that was grown up in like a mass production uh, cow is farm? Is it labeled differently or anything? Or, or do you um, think it just enters one of those as, as well? A, as depending cow? on where the animal came from, it, it depends on if they had any sort of like, like genetic modifying. Yes, done. yes. So if the dairymen or the swine people, if they had any sort of medicine that is like not GMO or not organic or anything like that, then mm-hmm. that we don't know about most of the time. I know I don't really know, but we don't have any kind of ways to do that. Mm-hmm. I know personally, it's not allowed for yeah. the fair. Yeah, for sure. And it's one of those things where like, as far as my breeder, where I get my pigs from, it's just straight up, you know, they breed, they're born, and then you go look at your litter and you buy them just yeah. like that. And then okay. you raise them from there. You feed them Got it. Uh, yeah. mixers of feed and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So it's all pretty organic i guess yeah. you can say yeah yes, yeah, yeah. organic yeah because c- c- i could just imagine like at the supermarket you can see like you know uh, a cut of you know pork loin and it says you know ffa rays or something like that that would, <laughs> yeah. that would be kind of cool right but 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 yeah um so ffa does stand for future farmers of america do you guys see yourself or see your guys' future in regards to agriculture okay so here's the thing so ffa was future farmers of america but it's i'd say good 10, 20 years ago, it was changed to the National FA organization because we've kind of come away from the agriculture, from oh, really? the idea of farming, which it's still there, it's but still the, yeah. we're more in the leadership aspect, yeah. and we're more into getting our kids into the community 
Mm, I could see how, how that's necessary. I mean, the mm. agriculture takes up a bigger share and a bigger share mm-hmm. of the market, but the job outlook is shrinking as it's taking up. Because yeah. I mean, yeah, a lot of it's mechanized. Now, yeah, right? the development Automated. of technology is just, it's, oh, sure. it's unreal taking yeah. away uh, so many agricultural jobs. So w- what specifically do you guys plan on doing surrounding agriculture when you're older? Myself, I think it'd be very important for me and a privilege to teach agriculture mm-hmm. as an yes, agricultural teacher. And somewhere in California, it would be an amazing privilege for me. At the high school level or, yeah, or yeah, at the high school for level? Sure. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Same here. I um, Freshman year, I didn't know what I wanted to do. But now that I've been so involved in agriculture and FFA, I know that I want to do something in agriculture. And I would like to impact people's lives like I've been impacted. So I would like to yeah. be an ag teacher also. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, I, it's, I'm kind of amazed, like, the proportion of FFA students who go into FFA and then, you know, come out with a mindset of um, going into agriculture because mm-hmm. um, like all the people I've known so far who've graduated f- from high school while they were in FFA you know um, Andrea w- mm-hmm. one yeah. example um, exactly Phoebe and and George well at least the, at the time when I was doing the podcast with them both of them said they were going to agriculture mm-hmm. um, so yeah I mean that, that's that I mean do you think there's a reason why you, know, you guys can um, you know just cultivate that sense of careership uh, in agriculture, being in FFA? I think that the organization as a whole, the different leadership um, conferences that we attend, I know people that get involved, it just really impacts you mm-hmm. in the kind of, it changes your mindset because I didn't know any, I didn't even really know what agriculture meant uh-huh. in freshman year. And now I know so much more. I've been so much more educated from my teachers. It's just a lot of impact. Yeah, and exposure as well, right? Yeah, exposure exactly. to all the fields. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure you guys had. You know, and just, it's so cool when you mentioned, like, oh, you had to call the dairy farmers yeah. themselves. I mean, that must be, cr- I mean, you know, I've never had that experience. I know, but, I, yeah. I didn't like even, to, like, I don't even, yeah, I don't even think I've, I had seen a cow in person before, yeah. and, and were, yeah, now crazy. I, yeah. I was surprised with how specialized these classes are. Like, yeah. some of them, I mean, we have a vet science class, class that yeah. counts as a science that is just for the anatomy of Veterinary animals and yes. how to treat them. And, and it's becoming so specialized. What other classes are, are taught? I know there's ag soil chemistry mm-hmm. but what, what i mean what's the substitute for freshman junior senior like what classes are you able to take so as freshmen you'll have uh explorations in agriculture which is very similar to freshman seminar mm-hmm. but it's oh. ag related oh wow so i didn't know that yeah. you get to go through everything you know welding stuff like that it's all in that class and um you'll have shop skills which is like the intro to shop and there's that for those kids that Wait, are shop is like workshop and, and yeah and, yeah and so and like welding and all that so like welding oh, okay, workshop okay. stuff like that mm. and you have ag biology which is biology with yeah. ag in front of it that's yeah. all it is emphasis, yeah. really emphasis in ag right? our yeah. ag classes are very hands-on and personally i always kind of had trouble just listening to the teacher and then writing down notes these ag classes they make sure that you're learning what you're mm-hmm being taught and it kind of helps a lot more than for me personally and a lot of times you get that hands-on like in the real world experience so like yes. ag econ compared to econ last year our ag econ class went to the state capitol and went to debate on agriculture topics mm-hmm. with wow. a lot of senators and congressmen and it's that's awesome to me that they're able to go and not just learn it on a smart board but they're going to go see it you know yeah i think that's what ffa does does really well uh-huh. is i mean you you guys not only are learning this specialized material but you're applying it mm-hmm. in high school you, yes. i mean some of them you don't even have to wait they, mm-hmm. they they'll throw you right in there just mm-hmm. to see what, what what you can do 
Yeah, and uh, I guess and I, I was kind of surfing the FFA.org website mm-hmm. <laughs> before this. I was just kind of <laughs> looking, at, and and you know they didn't really mention. And you're right, they didn't really mention like agriculture at all. Like mm-hmm. at least on the front page, right? So like, yeah, you open yeah, the yeah. front page, and it's just about leadership, communication, stuff like that. Um, and it's just a really you know just a hodgepodge of of kind of everything that you kind of want in yes. a, a leader, right? Yeah. Um, what are some like interesting experiences you had? Like, because I know you guys go to conventions mm-hmm. and, and fairs and all that. Any any interesting stories that you guys can can you know share with us? Share. Um. Well, for some experiences that I've been kind of introduced to, I was on the meats judging team, which is our one of our CDE teams, and um, I don't know about cuts of meat and like what you're supposed <laughs> yeah. to do. And basically, this judging team is you go into a meat locker at different college I've, oh. colleges. I've been to Chico, um, Cal Poly, UC Davis, and um, multiple other colleges with meat labs. And we go and we basically judge the different cuts of meat and make sure if it's suitable or if it's not and the A, B, C, D rankings of it and how much marbling you need, all that kind of stuff and different. Ooh. It's It was really interesting for me to learn because I don't know that kind of stuff yeah. and yeah. now I can go and help my mom oh that's what you want in you a it. steak or mm-hmm. whatever so and like I mentioned earlier with the small engines whole thing I got thrown into the small engines team which is the exact same thing as the meats team just small engines so yes. we're going to the same colleges but we're for my team we're working on you know small engines which are like lawnmowers stuff like that and just real quick a uh, funny story Last year in, say, February, we went up to Arbuckle, which is a high school. It was at a high school level, but it was really fun, and we went to go work on this engine or whatever, and my team is usually pretty decent, so we were getting a little bit cocky. We were full of ourselves. <laughs> yeah. We are like, yeah, you know, we did oh. it. And so we go to start it, and it starts up, and it's running for a little bit, and then you hear a big boom, uh-huh. and you see all kind of parts fly out of the engine, and oh, God. we pretty much blew it up. Wow. But uh, <laughs> it was pretty awesome. We're, we're always known as that team now that – Manage to blow blow, blow blow something up. It's good so reputation. I like it. Merced yeah. FFA, yeah, for sure. <laughs> That's what. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, oh, go ahead. Uh, and well, I mean, obviously, you guys are also in the leadership position as well. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, what is that? What is that like for for you guys? Um, being in that position of of leadership, what do you guys really learn from that or get exposed to? Well, my freshman year, I was a green hand officer, so I was able to look up to the chapter officers which we are right now and see what you really do and we got to listen in on meetings and we got to throw our own meeting as a freshman which is really really good for me I was very in my shell like not but now I'm able to do this talk on a podcast I would never (laughs) have done that my freshman year we appreciate that yeah Yeah. (laughs) Um, but it helps a lot with public speaking personally and you get to meet so many people and it's it's just crazy. I we've been to multiple conferences. Like state conference is amazing. You get to do crazy leadership things. I know Cal, you've been. I, Oscar. I went to state oh, conference. Yeah, I yeah. went to state conference. Cal yeah. went to state conference. It's a it you have that to go one, through application. That, that one's unreal because yeah. that you really understand how big agriculture is, especially yeah, in California. Because yes. when I went to that event, it it's like an entire stadium of people yeah. in in uniform. What yeah. stadium is it again? I forgot. Anaheim it's in Anaheim Convention Center. Anaheim, Anaheim. Anaheim. Oh, Convention Center. That's where they hold Bitcoin and everything, right? Yeah, yeah. and, and yeah. they have it filled to, filled to the brim. Jesus. Filled. Wow. So many blue and gold jackets. And it's just you build those networks with those students. And the cool thing about FFA, and a lot of other clubs have this, is that you can go to sectional or regional levels of office, of leadership. And the state conference is run by the state officers. 
And, you know, being in FFA, you get that opportunity to meet those people and go to those higher levels, you know, get yeah. to build those networks and get those higher offices. Yeah, something that isn't really discussed, but you guys are getting exposed to politics mm -hmm. heavily. Oh, for sure. Really? At, sure. At state conference, you have a delegate system and they vote on things that change in, in the FFA. Yep. That applies cool. to all schools. It's, it's super organized. It's in high school. It's pretty much the closest thing you can get to full on politics. Yes. Yeah. So, totally. to, so what what kind of things have you learned, poli like political speaking, that in in uh, in FFA? Are you more comfortable? Have you thought about putting thought into politics, or because I mean, there's just a lot of exposure. I know you were a delegate, so I just want to hear about that process. Uh, well, the big thing with the delegate process is just to speak out. That's all it is, and it's, I guess it's pretty similar, yeah, to politics. It's like have your opinion, but say it. Yeah. Because yeah. those. Those uh, committee chairs, they're going to listen to you and they're going to write it down. And then you will have that opportunity to change the Constitution in the California fate. Sarah was a delegate, yeah, too. Yeah, so. I was a delegate as well. My oh, freshman wow, okay. year, I don't know a lot about politics or anything mm. like that. And um, it was really cool to look and see the politic, the political side. Political side. Political. Political. political <laughs> the political side of things. And it was crazy. I was talking with state officers and the committees, like the people that are making sure that we're doing the right thing. It, yeah. It's really awesome. Right. I'm going to take a quick detour here because we are mentioning about politics because I'm trying to do another podcast about mm -hmm. um, about just, just – the student, the level of student involvement in politics. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, Cal and I, you know, we, we like to talk about politics, but this is not nearly enough. Well, we, we know there's not nearly enough students who are into politics. Most definitely. As it should be, at least, because we know, you know, there's a huge proportion of Americans who, you know, who can't even name like all three branches of the yeah. Yeah. You know, government. Um, and you guys have been exposed to politics, which, you know, I applaud very much. And I hope more students can be involved in that kind of stuff. Why do you think is it's important for students, at least in your shoes, like just think back in how you were exposed to politics. Why do you think it's important for students to be involved in politics? Whether it's, you know, getting you know feet your feet wet in like mm -hmm. it's, it's process, like the delegation system, same thing in the United States government. Mm -hmm. You know, why do you think it's important to at least? It's always going to be important because it'll always be there in your life that you need to step up and you got to speak out. And if not, you nothing's ever going to change if, you know, kind of like, as a citizen, as a U.S. citizen, exactly, you should yep. have that voice to change whatever you feel like isn't right. Uh -huh. And it's just like in politics, just like how we have that voice to change whatever we feel like isn't right in our organization. It, it coincides. So it's like it's important for you to understand that when you go into the real world and you feel like, okay, this, this isn't right here. Right. Yeah, because like yeah. too many times we see you know people blaming yeah. a lot of people for yeah. stuff that's going wrong in our country. But at the same time, you know, that's really, what are you doing? You know, to what are you it? doing? Yeah, yeah. where's your voice? It's or scary to think about that we have a whole bunch of people completely either misinformed or don't know anything at all. Yes. And they're a year away from voting. Yeah, yeah in high school. I know exactly. <laughs> it's scary to think about. I mean, they're going to vote, and what we need we need to really inform these people in this transitional period of being a non-voter to a voter, and they need to know, and they need to form their own opinion. Yeah, well, at least an informed opinion, yeah. right? And, and, you know, the more we're talking about FFA, the more respect I'm getting because uh, the more respect uh, I'm giving it because it's just, you know, you guys are kind of, you kind of just got everything going for you. And especially really? the politics are just getting, getting me going because, you know, you guys are able to have that exposure, which is so crucial in my opinion um, when it comes to just being a, a citizen. Like, I th you know, one of the requirements for being a citizen, in my opinion, is just being informed of, of you know, our, our current political yeah. environment, right? Mm -hmm. And, you know, some people tweet online or, or post stuff on Facebook exactly. with no idea what they're talking about. 
Um, so it's you know it's great to know that at least this generation, <laughs> this FFA generation at least, is being it's, informed to is being to, heavily exposed, not only yeah, exposed, yeah. To becoming better citizens. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So um, can we? Um, I'm, I just want to kind of talk about like more general ag stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. I've personally really wanted to start uh, like my own garden in my backyard. Oh really? Yeah. Yeah. Um, do you guys like so you you guys go into livestock a lot mm-hmm. and you guys talk about that? Do you guys talk about you know some of the gardening or stuff like that is, is that something yeah that's... yeah we have um floral is one of our classes that doesn't oh, really okay. have to do with yeah. gardening well, but we also of. have um horticulture, horticulture. Mm. and all of those kind of classes and we also have a cde team which is nursery landscape and we learn a, or you learn about the different plants and all that stuff you have to name um but one of our requirements for taking ag classes you have to have an sae which is a supervised um experiment. experience yes oh. and um one thing that everyone always says is just make a garden, but uh-huh. you really can. You can start a garden. I know one of my friends, Madeline, um, she um, planted strawberries, and that was her um, SAE, uh-huh. and it turned out really well. Like, the <laughs> strawberries were great. So if you do need help with starting a garden, like, oh, definitely maybe. talk to one of Yo, us who actually go. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, I, I have a friend who, who has, like, a really intricate, like, it, so she grows zucchinis, squash, cucumbers, and peppers. Um, oh yeah, and also Mr. Graham. Mr. Graham grows yeah, peppers. Yeah, Mr. Graham. Really on have him on the show. Just talk about his peppers. Yeah. All the time. <laughs> but, but um. But yeah, no. And and you know, she her her breakfast a lot of the times is just a zucchini squash soup. So and it's, you know, obviously it's all grown in her backyard. Yeah. It's it's locally sourced and all that. <laughs> yeah, <it's laughs> so, organic. Yeah. Get more local than that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, um. So I don't know. I just find that really interesting. And my my brother, he lives in the big city. Um. And even he has a lot of friends, you know, they, they all work in a tech company, so they don't, they don't get that much exposure to, yeah. to like, living, breathing yeah, stuff. Yeah. <laughs> so, so a lot of them actually grow apartment gardens. So it's like a, like, it's like a meter by meter box. Oh, yeah. I've it's almost por- portable almost, and they just put it out in their porch, and they can grow whatever they want. He grows um, tomatoes, um, well, unsuccessfully, but he, he <laughs> tries to grow potatoes, but, uh, sorry, tomatoes. <laughs> and um, so, yeah, I just find that really cool. Also composting. I've heard that's like mm-hmm. um, that's something awesome. I think yeah. each person should, at least if you have an actual backyard. Yeah. Yes. I heard that's important. I mean, I, I took ag soil chem a semester of ag soil chem. I took okay. a semester yes. of regular, <laughs> like regular chemistry and I got those basic principles down and then I switched to ag soil chem. That's when I started my like career in agriculture and I, I'm very happy I took that. Yeah. yeah I actually, I, I, I would have absolutely no idea how to put a garden together. This, <laughs> uh-huh. this sounds so outworldish, out but I really am happy that, that I understand how to, how to start a garden. Yeah. Because in, in the, the second half of chemistry, I don't, I mean, I would learn things that I would put on paper and I'm, I'm really not going to pursue a, a field or in chemistry. chemistry. But in ag soil chem, at least it was yeah, a skill. It's a skill yes. that, yeah, I can apply to my life in some way. Yeah, and, and I think that's a common theme with FFA, don't you think? Is is you learn a lot of life skills yes. besides exactly. whatever, and I think so, that's something we lack in normal classes. Because in normal classes, you're too busy thinking about notes and your next test, yeah. while you don't really get prepared for you know anything past high school. And so, the big thing with our advisors back here is that they're not only going to teach you what they have to teach you in that class; they're going to teach you how to be successful in life. Just yeah, yeah. respect, you know, look somebody in the eyes, shake their hand, have tell them to have a good day, you know, yeah, stuff good like values, that. Good values, right. Exactly, yeah. yeah. They're going to teach you, just build you up, mm-hmm. public speaking, stuff like that. Stuff beyond the classroom that you would never think that you someone's going to, yeah, yeah, someone's going to reach out to me and teach me this. They will. 
Yeah. So um, that kind of wraps up what we have for this episode. But um, yes, you know, indeed. I learned a lot. Thanks, thanks, guys, for Thank coming on. Thank you for having us. Yeah, and, and I'm sure all of our listeners as well is, is will definitely consider at least looking into FFA at least. Yeah. Um, Hopefully. And, and yeah, um, really great organization you guys have going on here, and you know, just your local chapter as well. I'm really, really excited to see what you guys have for this year. But other than that, um, thank you guys for being on the David and Cal show. Make and sure to go eat some little oven pizza. Yeah, yes. with your local <laughs> ingredients right yes. now. Yeah, and um, thank you to our listeners for tuning in to yet another episode of, of David and Cal. So we'll see you next time. See ya. Bye.